0: I want to talk today uh, on this wonderful Mother's Day. And um, I'm excited about this. I was thinking about this just last night again. And, um, and it's not a scripture I've, I've ever preached from. In, in sort of 26 years of leading churches and all the thousands of times I've preached in, in just over 50 nations of the world, I've never preached on this passage So this is a first, hope it goes well. If it doesn't, you know what? It'll be the only time I ever preach from this passage. So, you know, be honest, but be encouraging. Is that okay? Fantastic. I want to talk today on when mums rise up. Oh, it's not going to go well, is it? Already. 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 It's like, that doesn't sound too good, does it? We're gonna start again, can we change the background? We're gonna rewind. I'm preaching today on something that I've never preached before and you're gonna be so encouraging to me right now. What I'm gonna preach today on is when mums rise up. Thank you, okay. We're there, fantastic. I'm gonna start with a real deep statement. You ready for this one? God made mums. All right. God made mums. You are, amen, good preaching. Thank you very much. You are made by God. Specially, uniquely. He has graced mums in a way that He's not graced anyone else. I don't have the grace of a mother. I have the grace of a father, which is better grace. We know that. Well, I, I told you all your good bits earlier on. But but you see, God, when he makes something, he does something on purpose. He makes them for purpose, special purpose. That's why we've all got to know who we are. Because if I'm trying to be you and you're trying to be me, I'm going to be completely dysfunctional. But if you try to be you, and if you know how to go to the throne of grace, in order to be everything that God has graced you to be, then you can be the best you that you can ever be. See, God has graced you for you. So we're not going to reach the end of our lives and regret and, you know, be competitive. I wish I'd been born uh, like that. Oh, I wish I was like them. You know, it's obviously good to be inspired, absolutely. There are attributes that I absolutely covet uh, on the lives of other people, but I'm not trying to be them. I just want, you know, some of their good bits. I'll leave the bad bits, but I'll have the good bits. I'm clever, mean or stupid, you know? You look around, you go, well, that's rubbish, but that's good. I'll have the good bit. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you learn, and we learn from the rubbish bits from each other. Is that okay? Don't tell me you haven't got any rubbish bits. I know you have. I know you have. You've got that little bit in your personality that you wish wasn't there. You've got that little little habit or that little mindset or that thing that you do or, or whatever it is. You know, we're all growing. We're all a work in, pro, in a progress, but, but we, all have, we all have good grace. We all have the grace of God to be what God's called us to be. And God's made mums and he's graced them. He's made them unique. I'll put this down and I hope it comes out right. They are a different breed. Yeah, Yeah, they're a different breed. (laughs) Different. They're special. All right. They're a different breed. We're going to read a passage, Judges 5, verses 1 to 9. On that day... Deborah and Barak, the son of Abinoam, sang this song. They had a duet. It's great. I'm thinking of bringing that into the culture of Citygate Church. You know, little duets going on around the congregation every now and again. They sang this song. When the princes of Israel take... It's a song, I better sing it. When the princes in Israel take the land. When the princes of Israel take the land, when the people offer themselves... Willingly praise the Lord. Now, I have preached from that bit a few times. Why? Because it says when leaders lead and people offer themselves, this is awesome. We need those who are going to lead to lead and those who are going to serve to serve. Now, leaders are servants, absolutely. We all serve, but you get the principle here. Someone's got to stand up and say, We're going this way. Someone's got to do that. And when people are in the right place, that's what it's saying. When people are doing what they should be doing, this is awesome. Praise God. Things function together. When mums are mum in the family and dads are dads in the family, awesome. When kids are kids in the family, brilliant. When we're all doing what we should be doing, hey, praise God. There's no competition, mums and dads. There's no competition, mums and kids and parents and kids. and uh, there's, there's no. We are all uniquely and specially and powerfully and wonderfully made. And when we do what we should be doing, things are awesome. God can be praised. He's praised anyway. But you get the sense here. When stuff's in the right position, when things are in the right place, we're in a confused generation when people don't know what position they're supposed to be in. In so many ways. I'm trying to be that and they're trying to be this and you're trying to be that and I'm trying to be you and I don't want to be me. I want to change me to be something else. And it's just mass confusion all over the place. But if we can just get that design from God on the inside of us as a conviction, I know who I am. We sing a song, we know who you are. Perhaps we should sometimes sing a song, I know who I am. I know who I am, I know what I am and I know what I'm designed to be. Hear this, you kings. Listen, you rulers, I will sing to the Lord. I will sing. I will make music to the Lord God of Israel. O oh Lord, when you went out from, uh, from Seir, when you marched in the land of Edom, from the land of Edom, the earth shook and the heavens poured. The clouds poured down water. The mountains quaked before the Lord and one, the one of Sinai before the Lord, the God of Israel, in the days of Shamgar, son of Anath, in the days of jail. You can see why I've never preached from this verse, can yeah. you? Dear God. In the days of Jael. Oh, jail, Oh, she's one of my heroes. She's the one who went into the king's tent and put a tent peg when he was asleep and put it on his temple and got a hammer and hammered this tent peg straight through his head. Oh, it's awesome, isn't it? Someone should make a film about this. Man alive. We can, we can have that because it's scriptural. We can get away with that. <laughs> it's Bible. It's a bloke. That'll be a bloke's film, wouldn't it? That'll be awesome. It says, but in the days of, of these people, Shamgar, the son of Anath and Jael, the roads were abandoned. The travelers took the winding paths, the byways. Verse 7 of village life in Israel ceased. And the community ground to a halt. Life stopped. Wow. Something went wrong. See, God's called us all to live in community, not in a commune. I'm not living with you, okay? It's not happening. I'm living with my family. But we're all to be in community, living together. And there are so many things in today's world that are arrayed against community. But there's actually a new generation that is rising up that is saying, we want community. You know, we are the Facebook generation. We are the, you know began with MySpace. This is who I am. Tell the world. People want community. People want engagement. They want to know even people they don't know they want to have a conversation with. We want community. There's something in the heart of God that has been put in the heart of mankind that says we're supposed to live together, not isolated. But this is sad. It says the village life ceased. It stopped community living, stopped. It ceased until I... Deborah arose, arose a mother in Israel when they chose new gods. War came into the city gates. Not a shield or spear was seen among the 40,000 in Israel. My heart is with the princes of Israel and with the willing of volunteers among the people. Praise the Lord. This is an amazing woman. An amazing woman in the Bible. If you read the beginning of uh, Judges and how she rose up and how she led the battle, and it's just fantastic. She was just an incredible inspiration. And I don't, you know, I'm not going to talk about the life of Deborah today, but I want to really just put before us, and because we're leaving early, I've got seven minutes, so we better get on with this. (laughs) That can't be right, seven minutes. (laughs) Is it right? Thank you, God, for today. We... <laughs> Six and a half, I'm wasting time now. What happens when mums rise up? What happens when mums rise up? She says, something changed when I got up. Something changed. You could say everything changed when she rose up in Israel at that time. If you read through her life, because something stirred in her heart and she got up, I'd love to turn to Isaiah chapter 32, but I haven't got time because I've now got 10 minutes and 22 seconds. <laughs> Boom! You have what you say, you see? Awesome. Thank you, Jesus. I can breathe now. Can't tell a half a truth because a half a truth's not true, is it? So I need 10 minutes. Um, there's this passage in Isaiah 32 that says, the, at the time, the, the ladies of ease. Ease, it uses the word ease, E-A-S-E, ease, leisure. When they get up, something changes. The whole little passage there, verses, I don't know, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. About when they rise up, when they stir up, when they live life on purpose in a new way. You see, we want a comfortable life. You better believe it. We want a comfortable life. We want a life of comfort. Now, we have comfort from the Holy Ghost, but life on earth is tough. Perhaps when we get in, um, what's his name? Eons, Aons spaceship. Elon Musk's spaceship. And we all go to Mars or we all end up in Jupiter. Perhaps there won't be as much pressure. But while we are here on planet earth, every day is a challenge. Every day's a challenge. Are you listening to me? Yes. Every day's a challenge. Every day is a fight. Now thank God in the midst of the battle we win. And we have a confidence and we're not pressured and stressed and all that sort of stuff and we'll get onto a little bit of that but but you know every day's a battle. If you think life is not going to be a battle, well you might as well go to heaven right now. Yeah? Because life is a battle. It's a fight. But the good thing is, is that we are graced by God to win the battle and we have faith on the inside and we are world overcomers more than conquerors, helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness, shield of faith, feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, the belt that tightens everything together, which is the truth, the word of God and a shield of faith and the spirit of prayer, praying in all manner of supplication and prayer that we have the victory. So we are victorious, but we still are in a battle. You will stop fighting When God recreates everything, there will be no more fight after that. That's good news for eternity. But some things happen when mums rise up. And I want to speak that into our lives today. I want to obviously I'm speaking to the mums in the house, but let this word, you know, saturate every one of us here today. Don't turn off if you're not a mum. What happens when mums rise up? Number one, something new is born. Something new is born. Mums know how to carry things. Obviously, we're talking about a period of gestation and and all of that. I'm not going to get really biological with us today, but mums know how to carry something. They know how their feet are going to swell up and they go through it. (laughs) Hello. Things change. The body has to readjust. Why? Because they're not just living life for themselves. They're carrying something now. They're carrying something else that they're responsible for. Mums know how to carry something in their heart. When the angel spoke to Mary and said, the Word of God is, gonna, is obviously being spoken to you. The Holy Spirit's going to overshadow you there will be conceived in, in you the Holy One of Israel. You shall call his name uh, Jesus. And she said, let it be done to me according to your word. And wow, there was a conception by the Holy Spirit in, in, in her womb. And, and then she has a chat with her cousin. And it says, she pondered all these things in her heart. You know what? We need to know how to ponder. We need to know how to receive a word and not just, you know, think about that for a minute, but to carry it on the inside. Because sometimes God wants to speak a word and then he wants to allow that word to grow on the inside. Just like a baby would, but, but we're talking about a word growing on the inside. Sometimes we hear a word and we think we got the fullness of it. And God actually wants to say, I want you to ponder this. I want you to think about this. I want you to carry something on the inside. Why? Because I want this to grow. I want this to develop. Mums know how to carry something in their heart. They know how to carry something to God. If you're a mum, and of course this is the same for a dad and actually for everybody else, but you get my gist today that mums know how because they are concerned about their children. So they know how to carry something to God. I want to encourage you as mums and as everybody today, know how to carry things to God. It's so easy to try to, you know, carry it all on your own shoulders and you just get squashed in life. You need to carry things to God. You know, God actually says, cast your cares upon me. You see, something that we've got to learn to do as human beings in the world is know what is God's job and know what is our job. You don't try and do God's job and God's certainly not going to do your job. He's going to empower you to do your job. But the things that are not your job, don't carry them. Cast them. Take them to God. There used to be an old Pentecostal song. Everything, take it to God in prayer. I remember Sharon's mum singing it. That's right, isn't it? Take it to God in prayer. Take it to God in prayer. We are a church that understands authority. So we go boom with our prayers. We're not not to God, to mountains, to the sickness, to the enemy, to the lack, to the insufficiency, to the wall, to the mountain, whatever it is. But you know what? That's only one part of prayer. A vital part of prayer is knowing how to carry something to God and say, God, I refuse to worry about this. I refuse to be anxious about this. I cast this onto you and I turn away from it and I refuse to carry this weight. I will not carry this weight. I'm not made to carry this weight. I've not been born to carry this weight. You are God and you've said you carry my cares, so there's no use in me carrying my cares. I refuse to to carry care when you say to me I'll oh, take care Pastor Jay I'll go no <laughs> no I'm not gonna flip and take care take care take care see you later take care no I'm not gonna take care I'm gonna cast my cares and I'm gonna throw them at one place I'm not throwing them at you <laughs> I say this to so many people I've said it to Sharon I've said it to my staff you know you know don't give me the problems Don't give me the problems. Give me some answers. I can't do anything about that. When you can't do anything about something, then give it to God. Are you with me? This is good, isn't it? How are you going? Fantastic. Cast it to God. Know how to cast your cares. On God. Know how to go to God in prayer. Know what it is to go to the throne of grace, not to just stand at the right hand in Jesus and command out to the armies. No, go to the throne of grace and say, God, I've throw myself on the, on the throne of grace because I'm not going to carry this. Are you with me today? Mums know how to carry things through to the end. They know how to endure things no matter what they're going through. They know how to be selfless. They know how to give, no matter what it costs. But sometimes, mums, can I say this? You need to let God be God. You need to learn to let go of some things. You need to learn to not carry some things and turn things over to God and trust Him to sort it out. And I say this whole thing of, you know, we're in a society of such incredible competition. You're supposed to look like this. You're supposed to act like this. You're supposed to dress like this. You're supposed... And then as a mum, you got all the weight of, I want to be the best mum. And then you see other mums and you think they're a better mum than I am. And the inadequacies start to be in our minds and we start to think about, hey, I, you know, I'm just not the best mom and, you know, I'd love to do more for my kids, but I just haven't. And you think back over 10 years and think, if only I, if only I could put the clock back, I could be a better mum." And we live in this world of sort of depression and shame and stress because we think we haven't done a good job. Hey, can I say this? There were two kids who had the perfect father. And they still rebelled. Their name were Adam and Eve. They had the perfect parents. They had the parent who's perfect, gave them everything, gave them attention, gave them time, gave them everything. And they still went, nah, And went off and did their own thing. How dare you beat yourself up? The enemy wants to do nothing more than to get into your brain and start saying, you failed. You failed. Can I say, I want to speak truth into that today. And I want to say, you are a success in Jesus' name. You are an awesome mother in Jesus' name. God is on your case. He's graced you. He's empowered you. Do not let the enemy beat you up from today onwards. Don't let it happen. There is no justification for shame. Because he has taken all of our shame. Number two, what else happens when mums rise up? Number two, a warrior spirit is activated. Wow. Some things happen. Have you ever seen a mum go, uh, enough is enough? <laughs> enough. Mm-mm. Mmm. <laughs> Mm, 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 Enough is enough. Guys, that's when we get out the way. We just go, Mama, have your day. <laughs> I'll run along behind and just be your armour bearer. When mums rise up, you can get ready for the family to be taken back for society to change, for everything the devil stole to be returned sevenfold. Why? Because mums are rising up with this attitude. Just like the lady who came and said, my daughter is at home sick, severely tormented. And Jesus said, you're the wrong nationality. I'm not healing her. That's what he said. We've just been through this in academy. What is that all about? Well, I'm not gonna do a big teaching on that. But she said, hey, I'm not leaving till I get what I came for. I'm not leaving. He said, yeah, but I'm not going to throw the children's food and give it to the dogs. Not only are you the wrong nationality, you're a dog. What was he doing? He was getting something to arise up on her inside that says, I refuse to take no for an answer. I refuse to leave here empty handed. I refuse to leave here and my daughter stay in the same place. See, when a mum rises up, she doesn't care what she's got to face. She doesn't care what she's got to break through. She is here not for herself. She's here because she has a responsibility for a life and I am gonna break through. I'm not gonna talk about it. I'm not gonna argue about it, but I'm not leaving. I'm going to get hold of this. And he said, woman, for that saying, great is your faith, go home, your daughter is healed. A warrior spirit arises. But can I say this? Sometimes you need to know which battles to fight. Don't fight every battle. Yeah, some battles are not worth fighting. We've all got a certain amount of time in our day. Fight the ones that matter. Is that okay? Wonderful. Band up. See, look at that. Awesome. You're going to love me today. Number three, what happens when mums rise up? What happens where we have a whole load of people gather together? When mums rise up, when mums get up, it says, you know, in the opposite, it says the village life ceased until a mother arose. There's something about mums which gather people. Man, we have awesome uh, s- small groups in the church here. But just saying, you know, just saying it as it is, it's so much easier to get the women together than the men. Come on, guys, get a grip. We're better than the girls all the time. Come on, so we need to get together and have better groups. But seriously, come on, guys, what is, it, what is it about guys that just can't be bothered? Oh, I'm too busy. Rubbish, you're not too busy. I'm sorry, that is a lie. You fill your life with what you want. And the fact is, you don't want to get together. So it's time to get together. Is that, is that like a, a friendly, fatherly rebuke? Get a life, get a grip, grow up. Come on, get together with other blokes. We need you. We're born for community. See, blokes want to isolate themselves. They want to just sit in front of their PlayStation or they want to sit in front, whereas girls want to get together and do each other's hair. No? Is that not what happens? No, all right. Okay, they want to get together and do each other's nails. No? No? What do you want to do? Chatter. Okay. They want to talk. They want to relate. Blokes get together. Okay, girls get together and they sort of, I won't do this, because it'll be a bit weird, but they also, oh, oh, I love you, and it, oh, that's nice, and that's oh, all so lovely, and it's great, and it's all that. What blokes do? Where's a bloke? Stephen, you're a bloke. Come up here, we go, come up here. Stephen's a bloke. All right, you're gonna stand there, so we're the same size. There we go, fantastic, awesome. Oh, I love this kid, he's good. Anyway, Stephen. We go. All right, Stephen. How's it going? Very good, thank you. Very good, thank you. Yeah, it's all right. All right. See you later. That's what we do. It's like. No, I'm not saying start cuddling everybody, dear God. No, please. Please don't do that. That's just weird. But the fact is girls get together for relationship and blokes get together for function. We want to do something, let's go build something. Oh yeah, we'll do that. We'll go and shoot guns somewhere or we'll go and, we'll go and drive, you know, go-karts somewhere or, or so, we'll, we'll go and do something. When girls get together, they do nothing. You do nothing, they do nothing. They think they do, but guys, we know. The fact is, guys, when I've, I've retreated, I've retreated. The knives, the nails, the talons were coming out right then. I got home last night about two o'clock in the morning. I was just praying and doing whatever else and and I get in and Sharon's fast asleep on the bed like this and her hands are like this over the thing. She's done her nails. She's like this. It's true. And I got in, and I got in and I sort of sidled up. I don't care what time it is, I sort of sidle up. And she sort of went. She was fast asleep with his nails. And then I half woke her up and she went, (laughs) it was awesome. Mums keep the family together. Mums, you know, Sharon's always the one saying, when are we doing family time? When are we doing family time? Now, you know, I talk about it as well, but, but there's something on the heart of the mother to gather, to gather, to gather. Mums are central to healthy family and, and central to community life. But also, can I say, mums, have, have you seen, there's a great encouragement on every point and a little bit of a, be careful. But there's one here. Mums, be careful that you don't control the environment too much. Let, let the family breathe. Honour. You know, obviously there's different expressions of family, but, you know, if there's a father around or there's a, a man in the house, honour the man as well. You know, build them up in the lives of, the, of your children. You know, talk to the children about how great the father is or, or, you know, how great the dad is. We understand there's a lot of hurt and pain in families today, but you know what? Let's, let's where things can be, you know, honoured in that way, let's, let's make sure we do that. I know Sharon has little private chats and not private, but you know, little personal chats with the kids and you know, talk about me to the kids. And I certainly do the same thing about Sharon to the kids because it's just really, really important that we honour one another in the family unit. But mums, come on, mums, rise up, rise up. Look at at least four people and say, rise up, rise up. I don't care what, what sexuality they are here today, what gender they are, say rise up as a mum. Rise up as a mum. Rise up as a mum. We want our mums to rise up in Citygate Church because you're awesome. you got a job to do. you got grace upon your life. Yeah, for your family, but for the church family and for the community family. Okay, so let's have a vote. I preached on a passage I've never preached before. Was it all right? Yeah. Should we do that? Is that okay? Oh, fantastic! Okay, now I just want to check. <laughs> mums rise up. Mums, 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 mums rise up. Perhaps you're here today and you've never been to a church like this before and you're going, wow. You know, they're speaking about everyday things in everyday life and They believe the Bible and whatever. Well, you know what it's all about? It's all about Jesus Christ. That's what it's all about. Everything I've said today has been centred in this, God has created you to be. God has created you to be. And I wanna say to you today that God has created you to be His child. We're talking about mums today and children, but God's created you to be His child. So I wanna ask you the question, are you a child of God? Not everybody's a child of God. Everybody's a human being, but not everybody's a child of God. That sounds a shocking statement to make. But to be a child of God, you've got to be born of God. Sounds a bit wow, that sounds a bit weird. What's that? Well, there's a little verse in the Bible which says, You know what? Somebody said, How do I get to heaven? How do I get into a relationship? And and the Lord Jesus Himself said this you must be born again. And he said, what does that mean? Do I go back into my mother's womb? It's not going to happen. And he said, no, something's got to happen in your heart by the person and the power of the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. Something's got to happen on the inside of you. Something's got to be recreated. Something's got to be transformed. For me, that happened October the eighth, nineteen eighty-four, nine thirty at night at the Fairfield Halls in Croydon. For Sharon, it happened in Tintagel, homeside Bossini Road, Tintagel. Up in the room, she was in the loft, I think, or she was one of the. She was lying there as a seven-year-old, been praying, and her mum prayed with her, and she said, "Jesus, come into my life, be my Lord and my Savior." Be my friend, I give you my life. I repent, old word, which means as you know what, I've been living life this way and I'm gonna now go in a different direction. I'm not gonna live for me, I'm gonna live for God. I wanna ask you today, do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour? Is He your personal Lord? Not, oh, I believe in God somewhere. No, is He your Father? Is Jesus your Lord? Do you talk to Him like you talk to your best friend with honour and reverence, but that closer relationship? Right now with every eye closed and every head bowed, I'm going to ask this one question, and that's this. Do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour? Have you said yes to God? Do you know you're living... In God's will for your life. See, God's got the best life for you, but in order to have the best life, we've got to give our life to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I'm not gonna live for myself anymore. I live for you, God. You created me. Jesus, you died for me. No one else has ever died for you on a cross, been raised from the dead, no one else has been raised from the dead. Have you received Jesus Christ is your Lord. If you have, you know it. It's not just, oh, I go to church. It's not just, oh, I believe. It's no, I, I love Jesus. I love Him. I'm thankful to God for what He's done for me. I'm overwhelmed with gratitude. We sang earlier, oh Lord, I'm grateful. That's not a song, that's a river that pours out of our heart. I'm so thankful to God for what He's done for me. I'm so thankful that when I die, I'm not going to hell, I'm going to heaven because He's paid a price for me. These are are just the straight facts. This is what happens when you receive Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. And right now, if you're here today and you wanna say to me, Pastor Jay, I don't know if I know God the way you're talking about it. I think I do, but I'm not sure. Or perhaps you're here today and said, I've never been faced with this question before, but you know what? I want to know. I want to know this is real. I want to know it's true. If you're here today right now with just every eye closed and every head bowed, please. This is a personal moment between you and God. This is the day that God has ordained for you to say yes to Jesus Christ. If you're in this room, whether you're a guest here or not, or you've been coming for a year, if you're here today and you wanna say, I wanna know Jesus as my personal Lord and Saviour, please do one thing right now. Just lift your hand right now in this place, high and bold. Come on, there are people here today. Jesus come into my life. Jesus transformed my life. I wanna know this is real. Is there anybody here today? I really don't want to leave without giving people the opportunity. Come on, there are people here today. Perhaps there's a fight going on inside of your life and you're going, oh, I don't know. What are they going to ask? Come on, you're responding to the love of God. Is there anybody here today? Last time as I just look across the auditorium, Father, we thank You for today. We thank You, Lord, that You're a God who graces us to arise. And Father, we receive Your grace today for our lives. Lord, we declare an arising taking place in City Gate Church. Lord God, that we rise up to be all You've called us to be. Father, we thank You, Lord, that the best is yet to come, that our path is shining brighter and brighter. And Lord, again, we give ourselves to You. We commit ourselves to Your life, to Your will, to Your way. And we thank you, God, that as you speak to us, as you stir us like you stirred Deborah, Lord God, that we will walk on in your victory and in your power and in your faith to see your kingdom come every step of the way, to see your will be done in our lives and through us into this world. Father, we thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Come on, let's praise God, shall we, in this place. What an awesome morning.